Hey, welcome back to the Tamuk GBSA podcast. We're back here with uh, officers and yeah, just vibing for this uh, for the semester. Uh, how y'all been doing? I know it's been things about to be the fourth week at this current time recording that uh, we're in the fall semester in the midst of COVID. How's classes been treating y'all? It's been good. It's been busy. Um, just, you know, I'm taking, it's 13 hours this semester and everything's just kind of happening all at once, trying to take care of GDSA, trying to take care of other stuff. Um, but it's going and, uh, I think we're doing okay so far. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah, same here. I've been noticing like as like as a newly like elected officer, there's a little bit more responsibilities now. And it's like I'm I'm usually so used to being in the I guess in the backseat. Kind of just just uh just seeing like what's going on, but now it's like we're I'm we're like in the midst of like doing what we're actually planning to begin with. So there's like a little bit more responsibilities under our belts. At least that's how I'm, I'm how I'm seeing it or how I'm I'm currently experiencing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. How about y'all? How how y'all feeling? Um, for me, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm juggling so much at the same time, but it's like I'm I'm not even sure if it's one month into the semester already. And I feel like <laughs> I'm drained, but nah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely busy. I have so many things I need to like keep tap on. But um, yeah, I guess this is the life I chose. <laughs> so I have to like kind of walk around it. So, but, I'm really but so, so far, so good. Really- yeah. Yeah, that's crazy though. It's like, Time really goes by so fast now, especially when you're just working. Definitely does. But I've been good. That's good. I feel pretty much exactly like you, Bilicus. Like, it's only been basically a month, and I am so drained. But I'm like, yeah, I did choose this. <laughs> but it's so rough. <laughs> Doesn't mean I have to like it sometimes, I guess. <laughs> but, but, but I think in the end, like it'll be worth it. Like we'll we'll get through this. We'll get our masters and be accomplished people. So it's one of those I'm like trying to look at the positive and be like, okay, well it's tough, but we got this. We can do this. I've done hard things before. I can continue. <laughs> so, but I feel that way too. Yeah, with trying to finish my thesis keep trying to find new articles which is rough because for me with bolivia bolivia is not very well explored so there aren't that many articles anyway so just trying to find stuff and find stuff that's in english since i don't speak spanish Mm -hmm. (laughs) or portuguese because a lot of stuff gets published in brazil and they speak portuguese and so i'm like i can't speak either of those languages (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Google Translate. <laughs> Where you at? But uh, it's still it's, it's interesting trying to do that. And then GBSA, which I'm excited that we're like we're really planning stuff and getting stuff done. So I'm super jazzed because we're we're about to pretty much hit the ground running with what we're doing. So I'm yeah, excited. pretty awesome. That's gonna be fun. That, that has been really cool. Yeah. Big stuff coming. We we uh, mm-hmm. we like a an informational um. <clears throat> Like, uh, yesterday actually and I did feel like we got like really great responses from like um, other potential members that are seem to be down to join uh, GBSA and to become more active members um, in the future. Yeah I was really excited a lot of them were really interested in what we're doing so yeah if you're interested in what we do come join us. If you're sure. a graduate student please come join us we we are we are excited and accepting members so please please come join us we always need more people and we'd love to really be a, a positive influence on your your life and like to really help you all become better so yeah. sorry those once a recruiter always a recruiter 
Friends never ends. So what are we talking about today, Joseph? So y'all, uh, I was going to say, like, y'all gave, gave out, like, some good points. And, like, it sounds pretty stressful. And uh, pretty much the main topic for the, today's podcast was just really how to deal with that stress. Um, pretty much just, like, we all have our own take of, of methods of, like, how to kind of cope with uh, stress, whether it's, like, something that's healthy or even things that are considered to be unhealthy ways of coping. But we can try to figure out um, just to see, um, I guess, how to de-stress oneself. It's doing, doing like, if you're working in academia or just any other occupational work out there. It's, like, uh, mainly just to hear y'all's experiences, um, how to deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So... I guess we start off with this. Uh, what do y'all do as hobbies? So, so that's usually something that's like uh, a way to kind of open up and then we can kind of just, uh, explore more about more in depth. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. So what do y'all do all y'all's free, free time? Free time? What is that? <laughs> if we <laughs> oh. this concept does it exist where <laughs> oh, yep. oh man. I was like, it was so hard to word that because like i don't know it's like yeah free time seems completely foreign to us at this point it's just <laughs> yeah it's just so much stuff working out there man it's crazy but i should wear like this how do y'all chill uh, during these times, I guess I could say the same thing about chill. What is chill? <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your question, though, um, to be serious, I guess. Um, well, I what I do, kind of some of my hobbies slash, um, how I chill is I, I do crafts. I'm a big crafter. Um, I do, I actually, one of the, during COVID, I actually started learning how to embroider. It's one of those, I knew how to sew to some extent, um, and I'd done some sewing before, but I'd never really done embroidery. So I picked up embroidery, and that's kind of fun. Um, I am, I really like to do things that are meticulous. I know some people hate doing things like that. It's just too, like, it's either too small or it's just too nitpicky. And being a perfectionist, sometimes, like, it's rough to do meticulous things. But I like working with my hands. I always have. And so, for me, like, embroidery is a lot of fun because it's rather meticulous, but it's also, like, a lot with your hand. Um, I also do a lot of jewelry. Um, I have – it's one of those – I go get beads, and I put everything together. And so, I love doing that. Um, That's sometimes how I'll do stress. Or I do – I have some – rosaries that I make. They're completely not rosaries. So I have a rosary cord and I basically use my fingers in the cord and some fire and just make rosaries. Those are fun. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much my hobbies are really that. I do a lot of craft work, but I also, if I'm trying to like chill, I guess it's, I also, I read um, different stuff, generally sci-fi. I like that type of genre. I hated reading for the longest time. So finding something I actually enjoyed reading was tough. I do like audiobooks. Um, it's one of those because I don't like to actually read sometimes. Audiobooks are a good kind of like go-to if I don't actually want to physically look at a book. <laughs> so I do audiobooks. Um, I like listening to classics because I feel like I'm not very schooled in classics. So that's something that I like to chill. I'll do that. I love podcasts, so I do podcasts too on different things. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I chill. Is I do that. I also do watch TV occasionally, uh, some Netflix, YouTube, anime. It's fun. No cable. No cable. I, so because I get distracted so easily, I have like for pretty much undergraduate and graduate school, I have never actually had my own um, TV. I refuse to because I feel like that will distract me too much, and I already get too distracted with Facebook. So social media is distracting, so I try to, like, minimize my contact with TVs and stuff like that, at least during the school year. 
isn't great, but it is. It does seem to do well for me. So. I literally just have a TV, but I I have like the the I guess like the thing to plug in because we have we do have cable here, but I just I never got the cord to it. The only thing I have the TV for is literally for gaming. I get I don't really watch TV on it or any type of like cable. Occasionally, um, sometimes my roommates would be watching Netflix, and I used to have that too, and I would always just watch it on my Xbox. It was like it's. Yeah, I don't never seem to. Uh, I seem bored with watching cable, and I would just be flipping through channels at that point. <laughs> there's so many channels. It's one of those. I feel like to some extent there's too much variety, so you're just like, what do I even want to watch? It's too many options of what I could potentially watch. <laughs> so what do I watch? Exactly. Yeah. So for me, um. I kind of tend to do a lot of cooking. For some reason, I find cooking therapeutic. Like, it just kind of, like, gets my mind out of, like, something too serious. And now I'm doing something where I can freestyle. And I don't necessarily need to kind of, like, be in control as much as if I was, like, working on a research paper. I want to make sure all the papers I'm kind of reading and stuff are all related to what I'm doing. But in the kitchen... It's like you're just having fun, like just putting ingredients together and you know there's a reward because you get to eat the food. So I definitely mm-hmm. enjoy cooking. And um, another thing I do is I like to paint. So I actually recently went to the store to pick up some um, acrylic. I was looking forward to painting this weekend because my week has been very stressful. So I just tend to like, you know, paint something random and it just calms my mind. And um, another thing I like to do is talk to my family. Like I was telling Elizabeth today that um, I actually was on a call before this podcast. I was on a call with a family member. It's just nice to mm-hmm. kind of like talk to people that, that are actually doing something different outside the voice. So that way you remember that there's life outside of dabbling in. So you just kind of like hear other people's experiences, what they're into, what they're working on. And most of the time, family members, it looks like they're living their best life. (laughs) So I tend to like live vicariously through their own experiences of like what they're doing, just to kind of like find like an escape out of my current reality. So I talk to family members and we just kind of like gist and talk about so many different things. Obviously, fun stuff, nothing serious. Um, And then the third thing I like to do is just kind of take a walk or just do something outside of the environment I'm used to working in. So kind of of like walk around my neighborhood and just enjoy like the fresh um, atmosphere and stuff and just kind of like calm my mind, pay attention to like the environment as I walk around. There was a time I took a walk recently and there's a particular tree along the path that I usually walk in. I never noticed that there was a tree because the tree was kind of like in a weird shape. But I never looked too closely at the tree to even notice that. So it was just one of those things where I'm like, it's actually very, like, I don't know, it's very surprising how you can see something every day but not notice, like, how much detail that thing has because... You just kind of like passively pass by or something. So that day I was just walking and I just paid attention. I was like, oh, wow, this thing is actually here. I've never seen this before. So things like that, just discovering right. new things and actually being present and paying attention to other things around you does help calm me down and relax just like my nerves and stuff. So, yeah, those are pretty much the major things I do, apart from like Netflix or sleeping which I kind of like do on the side with my work anyway. So I don't kind of like count them as anything, you know, kind of like important to distress. Those are just kind of like bypassing time or something. But yeah, so that's just my, my way of distressing or chilling. <laughs> so. I have a question about, uh, about one thing, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, like what, what are some things that are like recipes or like what things that you usually like to cook? Okay. So for me, um, so with my Nigerian background, I have like a lot of cultural recipes. 
But one thing I've, I've started trying to do is I try to kind of like incorporate the um, American cuisine. I try to incorporate that into my cultural like cuisine. So if, for example, we eat a lot of rice in Nigeria, and I know you guys don't really eat rice here, so <laughs> that's interesting. So what I do is I actually do watch some cooking shows sometimes where I just kind of like see how, um, you know, like a recipe was used. And then I try to see if I can apply this to some of the recipes I have from my culture and just kind of like merge both of them together, which has actually been fun. And they've usually turned out good 99% of the time. So food is just kind of like a way for me to explore like new recipes and not just stick to what I know. So if you guys are interested, I can come up with like, maybe a recipe that's kind of like how i put it that you guys can try out and tell me what you think so it's going to be like a mix of like my cultural cuisine with like a more americanized cuisine and i'll be very happy to share that with you yeah that would be totally awesome i would love love to try that out nice. oh, me too <laughs> it's always fun yeah Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Frankie, can you talk again? I said... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's coming on? I think you're literally a robot, man. Are you? By Mark. Oh, no. <laughs> Please don't tell me you've been replaced. <laughs> I grew That'd be terrible. Too many terrible sci fi stories are happening. It's 2020, I know, but like, we don't need more apocalyptic things, okay? This is de stressing. <laughs> I know. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm gonna sit in and try to see what. World. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, our worst fears have been realized, guys. Uh, we got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was. <laughs> Now it, it's like a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, don't... I don't know how to help you, man. I mean, if you're a robot, you know, that's a problem. <laughs> but uh, as for a mic issue, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sort of a tech person, but even then, I'm not that tech savvy. I'm sorry. I have a question. Should we, should we put that little small segment just in there? Yeah. Yeah. No, I can incorporate it. <laughs> yeah, it should be in there. That is de-stressing. Mm-hmm. That will make our yeah. laugh. That will be glorious. <laughs> I don't know what the hell was happening. That's a good question. <laughs> I'm curious if Frankie figures out what happened. Hello? Do I still sound like a robot? No, thank goodness. No, you don't. I have no, no idea what happened. Well, I do know what happened. <laughs> my my headphones died, and I yeah. needed a different microphone, so I pulled out the... Uh, what? The... Uh, Slint, the whatever we got. Stuff. Yeah. And that's what you sounded with the slint? Yeah, I think it was because, I don't know. I think it was because I switched midway. Like, I think if I would have started off with this. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so keeping- curious to, to hear what I sounded like, though. We're keeping that in the podcast, FYI. <laughs> 
if that's okay. Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> it was de-stressing. <laughs> hey, yeah. I do what I can, even when I don't mean yeah. to. <laughs> but um, so, going back to the conversation, I, I think it's your Billikis cooks. I, I'm starting to get into the cooking stuff too. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. I think for me, it's one of the ways I like to de-stress is in the outdoors. Like I love fishing and I love like hiking and that kind of stuff. And um, Ali and I and the kiddo, we go, we, we basically try to go to a new state park or like national forest or something um like once a month so one of the things that that we'll do is like catch and cook so like you like i like to go fishing i'll catch like a fish and then we try to cook it like in a new way and that's really fun um it's also kind of cool when you start looking at i don't know the uh benefits of like catching your own stuff i think it's a little bit more sustainable and uh, ethical in a lot of ways so i like doing that you should come to the um there is a it's called coffer hewer park it's actually out near um drum Point. Oh, okay Has, huh? oh yeah i'm familiar with that area I haven't, uh -huh. yeah They've got some nice black drums out there. They're supposed oh, that's to. That's pretty cool. So, my my I, wife caught her first yeah. black drum uh, last weekend or the weekend before that. I can't remember. Nice. Yeah, she's trying out a new rod, and she it was so funny because she literally just like yeah, she didn't cool. even cast. She just dipped her rod in the water, like just kind of being funny, and then a fish bit it. I, I guess she just dipped it in the right spot at the right time. But uh, yeah. Nice. So, and the other thing is, like, Billikus brought up a good point. Sometimes it is kind of nice to like catch up with people and just kind of get out of our own little worlds. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, I sometimes um, talk to um, to my parents about like, ran like, just like sometimes just to see like what's up, especially if. Uh, if you know today has been stressful or not and it's a good way to kind of just just to talk about it yeah because she literally does the same same thing to me about her work and same thing with my father is the same way as well <laughs> yeah i'm good to to talk about it for me um <clears throat> excuse me if i ever do have free time which is usually like Late in the night, uh, I'll be mostly pl playing video games. I have like a, I have an Xbox One. If I'll be able to upgrade soon to the new, we call it Xbox One X series. It's literally like a, a cylinder box. I don't know. I don't know about that. Dang. New gen generation uh, consoles. That one and the PS Five is I think is another one. Oh, is it PS? No, I knew about the PS4. I'm not very big into gaming, but I do. I, it's one of those I know some, but very little. Oh, I see. I was like, I, th I think the first thing I ever owned was was actually a GameCube. Uh, Me too. It's. I remember fun. playing on my cousin's GameCube and being like, "Mom, can we get one of these?" And she's like, "No." That was sad. <laughs> my. I think the only reason that I was allowed to have a GameCube, it really wasn't mine. It was the family GameCube. But, like, the only reason we did is because we would play Animal Crossing. And my dad actually played Animal Crossing with us. If he didn't play it with us, I doubt we would have been allowed to have the GameCube. I totally thought you were going to say my dad played Animal Crossing professionally. And I was like, whoa. Oh. I was gonna be like, whoa, that's crazy. No. But that was, it's one of, the, I think that's the only game we ever played on the GameCube was the Animal Crossing. But yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a fun family like thing we played together, but that was about it. We didn't play any other like video games, at least for me. My, my mom was very much against video games. So is my dad generally. So yeah, didn't with a lot of, a lot of that. Yeah, we We're kind of similar. Um, when they came out with the Wii though, my family was like, Oh, that sounds like kind of fun. So then we got like the family we uh 
My grandparents are big into the Wii, and so whenever we'd go and visit them, we would play Wii stuff. But otherwise, my family at home didn't really play. My sister is the gamer, so that's one of those, like, she got into it, and she was very adamant about, like, getting the games and things like that. Yeah. But the rest of us, eh. Yeah. Still pretty cool. Um, it's, it is fun. I Like, when I do get to play, I'm pretty awful, but it's, like, really fun i'm with you there i'm a terrible i can't i can't do that mario kart well and i don't know how to play super smash or any of that i know those are fairly popular last time i heard which was a very long time ago but i'm terrible when i play unless it's a lego game so if it's like lego star wars or like Indiana jones do lego that's about it yeah for me it's the first person shooters but those <laughs> okay. are hard yeah, that's what I've been What told. kind of games do you play, Joseph? Mostly in the realms of Call of Duty um, and series. I play Grand Theft Auto, Titanfall, Fallout. Um, mostly a lot of COD, though, to be honest. Because yeah. like, I, I have all of them, except for kind of like the few that are, I guess, regarded as like hated. Like hated a lot, like Infinity Warfare. And even though there's like a lot of hype for the new Modern Warfare one. Um, I didn't. I didn't get it. Actually, get it. Uh, I do play. I did play Warzone, uh, which is like the the uh, battle royale version of it. And it's free and it's usually cross-platform. Mm, interesting. But I'm I'm so used to multiplayer. Um, the first Call of Duty game I ever gotten was when I played my my Xbox 360, which is like a, like the I guess the previous generation of consoles. And mm -hmm. I got Call of Duty Black Ops, which was like 10 years ago when it was released. And that was like the first Call of Duty that I started like trying to be, I guess, good at it. And then it kind of went on from there. I think my favorite Call of Duty game, or at least I spent the most time with, was uh, Modern Warfare 3, which was in 2012. I would... I was a no-life back, back in high school. I mean, I, I, still, I still was making the grades. But it even got into the point where, like, my mother, my even my grandparents were, were like, "Oh, this this dude is literally playing like eight or nine hours a day." Because that's that's literally me. Like, I was literally playing for that long every single day, and I would sometimes won't even sleep. At some cases where I only get a few hours of sleep, I made it to the point where like there's a game mode um, that I still play to this day. It's called Kill Confirm, which is like team deathmatch. Where you, you of course you kill the you know the, the the players on the other team, but just killing them you won't get a point. They drop a, a dog tag, and you have to move and get and grab it to confirm. The opponents can deny it by grabbing by retrieving it back, so that mm -hmm. way you you don't you don't score. I was I was literally ranked five thousand in the world. Uh, out of like millions of uh, people, oh, yeah, like a few billions of people that actually own the game, and yeah, it was like crazy at that point. I was just like, man, I put in a lot of hours into this. I at least put in like uh, equivalents of like twenty-two days worth of my life playing that game. Oh my gosh! Thank yeah. you. Obviously, now I'm not, <laughs> I'm not as like intense right now, but I, I still kind of play competitively. Um, looking forward to the new uh, Call of Duty uh, uh, Black Ops Cold War though, because that one looks that one looks pretty sick. Mm -hmm. Cold War, that's that's actually really interesting. Um, yeah. do, so, do they like a, like is it different weapons based on the time period that you're playing in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I was looking at some of the alpha gameplay. Because they had a, I think they had the review trailer, the multiplayer multiplayer review trailer, and some of the YouTubers um, were given access to it like a day yesterday or two days ago, and they were just playing on some of the the ground war maps were a little bit more bigger, and some of the weapons I, I was able to recognize from like Black Ops One, since it was actually around the the, the same uh, time period as the Cold War. But uh, I think in Black Ops it was in the in the fifties, late fifties, early sixties. Uh, Black Ops Two was in the future actually. It was like in a mix in the 
from 1980s to 2025 and cold war is like the in-between it's literally the kind of like the direct sequel to black ops mm. so like you can see like an m16 uh there's like a stoner uh a machine gun mg20 uh, mg42s m60s my bad and all these kind of weapons i was like yeah these are i remember using these in back in black ops dang that's crazy dude Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah sorry sorry about that i'm really i really really like gaming a lot if i if i'm kind of running in a tangent no that's not that's okay like it it gets really exciting when you talk about new stuff um like if you talk about like fishing tackle with me i'll do the same thing um, but, um. it's one of those if you get me talking on anything particularly geeky with comics like mm-hmm. star trek star wars to some extent but not as much like i can go for hours <laughs> on it. or if you talk about anything that i'm doing research on so particularly like frogs blennies oh my gosh don't get me started because i will go on a tangent for hours <laughs> i can talk about frogs that's actually uh <laughs> I could probably talk to you a little bit about those <laughs> too. Yeah, same. I like them. Yeah, I have a book that my grandma found for me, and I love it. And it says "Crazy Frog Lady," and I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> I am now officially the crazy frog lady of my family." I get teased for being the snake lady too, since I do research on snakes. So. That's super fun. Yeah, my uncle still wants me to get a uh, one of those like snake charmer dresses and charm snakes. And I'm like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> That is not how this works, okay? Mesmerizing. I'm just having a trance. I can't even play the instrument. So yeah, <laughs> I think I'd be able to do that. I'll pull that off, but uh yeah. Crazy shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do you do to stress, Joseph? So you play video games, what else? Um I also listen to a lot of music. Um, it's mostly I try to listen to. Uh, I, back when I was studying a lot as an undergrad, I would listen to lo-fi, and I would uh, recommend usually all my friends to do it. And then they started listening to lo-fi whenever they're studying too. So it seems pretty effective, to be honest. Um, usually, if you go on YouTube, there's like uh, channels, things called Chilled Cow. And it's like a, it's literally just a live stream that you can watch Bro, yes. of just of like continuous just lo-fi hip hop all day every day. I, it's crazy. Like I don't know how they keep it going like indefinitely. Yeah, for real. Uh, I don't know if it's just like a playlist that just goes into a loop. Yeah. Or because like you can actually find the entire playlist too, and it's on like Spotify. 12, I think so. It's yeah, I think you can find it on Spotify too. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm not sure how that works, but usually I try to listen to mostly on like some uh, particular albums, like in the realm of hip hop and rap. So like, I think uh, I started getting into rap music back when I was, I don't know, like a like a young adolescent, like in 2008, uh, 2008, 2009. That was around the time, um, I think Drake, Lil Wayne, Kanye West, and uh, they say Lil, yeah, Lil Wayne and um, Eminem were actually uh, one of the big the big rappers at the time. And I think like one of the songs that I kind of like really liked was like Forever, and they were they were literally all in there. I mean, but and they all had like really like really popular albums. Like Drake had his uh, Thank Me Later, and then To Take Care. Uh, Eminem had his uh, recovery uh, album after he was like he went he actually went to be sober and um, Kanye West had the legendary My Beautiful Dog Twisted Fantasies and Lil Wayne had recently dropped the Carter 4 series and I think ever since then I've been kind of uh, looking to uh, other rappers discography as well during the time a little bit more frequent now, um, since like I I try to see like, okay, these are the rappers that I like. Let me see if I can listen to the album, see how I like them. And since then, I've been like I guess developing my taste ever since then. 
Um, I got into the point where I started collecting um, records, which was two years ago. And I currently have like 30, like around my collection. And I upgraded, yeah. It's uh, what you call it. I usually, I also listen to a little bit of rock too, because like when I was a lot younger, I listened to rock and heavy metal. So I do have a mix of that too. That's awesome, dude. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but if you uh, if you all ever need some like recommendations of hip hop and rap, I'm I can definitely give you some. Um, there's quite a quite a lot of great albums um, doing this year actually that have been released, um, especially in the midst of the of the COVID pandemic. Like it gives more uh, artists a free realm to start recording. So, how we how you guys give advice to someone who's actually going through some tough times right now, um, doing you know whether what are the obstacles that they're facing? Like, how would you um, how would you motivate them to um, to you know to keep going? Well, um, I would say first off that I would prefer to listen to your struggles than to go to your funeral. First off, so please talk to me. I am always open to listen and I appreciate listening. Like that's one, it's one of those for me. I pride myself in that I am a, I believe at least, and I could be wrong, but I believe I'm a pretty good listener. Um, so I, and I appreciate it when people talk to me about what's going on. So if people are having a rough time right now, which a lot of stat statistics are saying that people are, um, like I would say, try to talk to someone, you know, um, and just kind of let them know what's going on, especially if you're having a rough time. Um, because generally, like, they care about you and they want to know what's going on. So that um, there's a lot of different, different hotlines who you can talk to as well if you really need to do that. But if it's just kind of like, at least for me, I know how I like, how I recommend to keep calm. If it's just kind of you're having a long day and it's just you have no motivation to like, anything done or do anything or just you're, you're really stressed out i would say take deep breaths that'd be the first thing deep breaths take a couple seconds and just kind of breathe in and breathe out okay do that a few times then i would recommend praying praying meditating whatever is what you like to do but just kind of meditate and take a couple minutes to like focus yourself and center yourself and then i end up um I recommend creating your happy place. So wherever you work, whether it's in an office or um, somewhere else, or like you're having to like do it at your home, or I know for me, I have to do it in my dorm. What I've done, and I recommend it because I think it helps it helps you feel better, is to create a happy place. And so I have really in my office, um, quote office, <laughs> in my dorm, I have, I actually put up a curtain um, to separate like my office area from my bed. So, I, so one, I can be productive, but like two to like kind of say, this is one area of my room and this is the other area of my room. And I have put up a lot of motivational and like happy posters around me. Um, keep me motivated. I have my blennies on one wall. I have my blenny wall, <laughs> which is my <laughs> like, no joke. Like I have blennies on my wall. Um, super excited. Love them. Uh, but I have that, I have like motivational stuff. I have um, a lot of pictures of family and things like that around that kind of keeps me motivated, smiles and things like that. Um, and then just kind of like, I've organized everything to where I'm happy with it. I have my candy drawers so I can dig in and get candy when I need it. Cause chocolate's a natural antidepressant. And uh, yeah, chocolate's great. Uh, is it actually, or is <laughs> so- it like, yeah, Coco actually has, like, I, so, random facts, but when I was in high school, I read a random book that's called The History of Chocolate, and, like, yeah, it, it chocolate actually ha- has a natural antidepressant in it, so eating chocolate, especially dark chocolate, is actually pretty good for you, because it actually has those, like, natural antidepressant, like, things in it, so... Yeah, y'all can actually look it up. Like, chocolate does have some natural, like, antidepressant stuff. Oh. So that's... 
That's yeah, cool. I, I say that I medicate myself with my chocolate because <laughs> it can be rough sometimes. But uh, yeah, I like I have my chocolate near me. I've got my candy, but I also have everything relatively well organized because I like to be organized. And so that's also like if you're having like issues staying calm and keeping yourself and like staying like yeah if you're having a hard time like being calm and stuff like that and just it seems like everything is overwhelming you i'd recommend just structuring your day having a structured day i know for me is really important that's something that when i um as an undergrad i was fortunate well i say fortunate to be in the corps of cadets and so i my structure my life was extremely structured for four years um, and then, I mean, you can think of back in high school, your life is also pretty structured because you're going from class to class to class. And you're in class from like 7.30, in the morning till like three in the afternoon. And that is like your day. And then you've got structured things after that. So I am very much a creature of structure and habit. Um, when I finished my undergrad, that was kind of something after my, once I graduated, I was like, what am I going to do? Because I don't have structure. And so that was a, that almost gave me a, a nervous breakdown because I just, I hadn't really had to deal with it and something not being structured, not really having a goal. So structuring I, my day has been a really big thing. And so to, de to in order for me to not be so stressed, I structure myself and that helps, at least for me. So that's kind of what I would recommend, at least um, if you're anything like me and like going through some of the stuff, especially with COVID being structured has helped a lot and then trying to have a goal whatever goal it is for that day every day have just one goal whether it is to just breathe and take it easy because that's important too um whether it's that or like i'm going to read five papers today for my thesis something like that like whatever goals you got or i'm going to study for this class today like great goal just keeping yourself to it and doing it structuring yourself will I, I believe at least like it's been very helpful for me to try not to be as stressed as I could be. Mm -hmm. Just talking about uh, general ways to de-stress. Slash like what advice what I think, advice, right, yeah. Joseph? Someone was like they're overwhelmed yeah. and like, I guess like tips you would give them to like, I guess stay motivated to stay positive. Yeah, um, I think so. When when we were when I was kind of prepping for this um, podcast episode, uh, it made me think of that a story where there was a Robin Hood customer. He was a twenty years old, and he actually took his own life after he saw like a $730,000 negative balance. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. But it's, uh, it was sort of a misunderstanding. Um, mm. And yeah, it, it was just, it was kind of, it was one of those things where it's like tragic. And I think a lot of it, love what made that happen was you know he kind of despaired and he didn't realize like there wasn't out um i think there are lots of people who might be despairing out there uh you know you just like are losing hope on something or you don't see like a light at the end of the tunnel um but chances are there is um actually not chances are, but like there, there always is a way out. And uh, I think a lot of times it helps just to talk to someone, even when people don't have, feel like they have someone to talk to. Um, the university actually has a lot of resources for people who are kind of uh, going through a rough time. And if you, you can literally just Google like Tamu Kotline and the first hit on Google will be a mental health resources uh, webpage for Tamuk. And it has emergency contact information, suicide prevention, like sexual abuse mm -hmm. stuff, substance abuse stuff, like even like family counseling and stuff like that. So um, 
yeah so that's like really like that would be advice that i would give um i think one of the i don't know um for me it's it's one of those things where i am so busy and i have like clear tasks and also i'm trying to like be a parent and all that stuff that i really don't have to i don't know is it like it's like i'm always busy you're with something so that keeps you Occup um occupied keep your mind preoccupied yeah yeah you're already preoccupied so you don't think about the yeah stuff. and it's actually interestingly enough it's it's only when i don't have stuff to do i kind of start becoming like really introspective and sort of you know you kind of just have like little you have peaks and valleys in your life but when i'm super introspective and have nothing like no purpose for lack of better words like that's when i kind of get in my little slumps but um what usually gets me out of them is, or like can we kind of talked about hobbies at the beginning of this episode like just even just like if i'm sitting at home just kind of like saying okay i'm gonna get up get out just go do something and for for me recently that's been fishing but uh that that always helps and then the second thing is just like going and uh connecting with someone I, i'm an extrovert actually so if, if i connect with people i'm pretty um like happy and satisfied with life and i, I know it's harder for introverts i don't know if any of you all are introverts might be like a different perspective. Me. <laughs> yeah so what, what what would you say then for like from your point of view what helps um i know like at least as an introvert, we tend to like just internalize a lot. So we don't necessarily try to talk about how we feel. But um, if there's anything that helps is talking to people you trust. At least you're still talking, but then you know you're around someone you're comfortable with. So family, um, like family support or a good support system is very, very important. That might be your parents, it might be your siblings, it might be a friend. And like you mentioned, it might just be um, maybe going to like um, a council or something on campus to just talk to somebody. But definitely talking about your struggles. Trust me, you have no idea how much of an impact it makes in just making you feel relieved because it's just like, letting it all out instead of just bottling it up and there's something about your thoughts especially when you don't process them they tend to build up and if you're an introvert it's very easy for that to translate into depression because you're not letting it out because it's just who you are naturally so you don't want to get to a point where you're internalizing so much and you get depressed and then that affects your mood and then you you just tend to like lose interest in doing other stuff as well so it's like a ripple effect. If you don't like need, like if you don't like do something about it early on, it tends to like affect you as you go down the line. So it's definitely very important to have people in your corner, talk to people and like learn to pause, learn to take a break. I know you, like Frankie and Elizabeth, you guys touched on most of the points that I would have talked about as well, but just definitely pause like just stop for a second and breathe <laughs> like Elizabeth said just stop for a second take um take a break it's very very it's okay to take a break because you can't just keep going on and on and on you're gonna break down one day so you don't want to burn out you definitely need to take a break and um another thing that might probably help introverts is to just basically like find something more fun or more interesting something that can engage you maybe not even something too serious just something where you can just let loose i know some people like to dance by themselves in their room right some people like to um, like myself i like to paint i like to cook so just find something that you know that once you think about this thing you associate it as oh this is like a mood changer or a happy place for me like elizabeth said Find a happy place, find that one thing that you find joy, joy in doing. And some people love to just order, like order in and just like do a Netflix and chill by themselves. 
ice cream. I mean, for Weight Watchers, um, my apologies, but yeah. people like to, you know, indulge in some ice cream or just eat. Food does have a way to like make you feel this nice reward feeling where you're just happy eating. So definitely just find what works for you. And there's no way you're going to find what works for you if you don't put in the time to actually figure out what that is. So, you know, we can make so many the best thing is to try different things and see what works. And once you find what works, just stick to it and keep pushing. Don't give up. And I guess we all got this, really. Yeah. So that's just it for me. Yeah. One thing I forgot to mention, too, is like, I don't know if anybody listening to this is going to be like an undergrad. Um, I know that we're a graduate organization, but like when you get into college, it's kind of, it's just really different. And I think there's a lot of, um, I don't know there are a lot of chances for you to feel like like not like you're not enough or like shameful about something like i know when i transitioned from high school to college like in high school i mean we we had a decent sized high school it was almost 600 people in our graduating class but like even with 600 people i was still like one of the smartest people and involved in everything and all that stuff beginning college and like you're pretty normal like <laughs> it's normal to be even if you're of high, like higher than average intelligence or whatever like that's just the norm and so it's kind of one of those things where you're like oh man like maybe i'm not as cool as i thought i was and if your like whole identity relies on that it's going to be sort of uh rude awakening so yeah so just like don't compare yourself to other people you're awesome um in your own unique individual way and just like own who you are uh you know, yeah but i remember as an undergrad i was like super i compared myself a lot to other people and it's probably not a healthy thing to do that's very true yeah it's not it's never a good idea to compare yourself to anyone but yourself yeah and even then mm -hmm. you can always get better and yeah, I had kind of a one thing I will add with being an undergrad and like coming in. Yeah, don't compare yourself, as Frankie said, but also um, find an outlet. Don't just do school. Uh, highly recommend doing something else because that will make you feel better. I know for me as an undergrad, um, I was in the core, as I said, and for my first semester, all I did was core in school. And I was a very depressed fish. We, we call a freshman fish in the college. <laughs> so uh, and it was bad. Um, I didn't have issues necessarily with depression really at that point, but like, I still like, I just did not feel like myself and I was not very happy. And so my second semester I joined, um, I joined the choir. I joined the Century Singers, which is, which is the mixed choir there at a and and that was an amazing outlet for me. And it's one of those I've learned since then that music has been, I need music in my life somehow, way, shape, form. So that has been a big thing. So like finding your outlet, yeah. whether it's in your cooking or dancing or whatever it is, like finding an outlet because that's really an important, like, and I mean, I, I sort of connected with the people there, but really like just the act of singing as a group was great. So that's kind of what got me out of it was like having something else besides just school. Cause yeah, school can be stressful and honestly, sometimes rather like sad and depressing. So finding like an outlet is a good yeah. idea. Absolutely. True. One thing I wanted to kind of like touch on um, was like, um, this idea, you know, of burning out, because for me is whenever I'm actually talking with other people over time, um, I actually, I don't know why I feel like this, but I start get tired of having conversations and I, and I actually want to be alone at some points. And I feel like it's normal um, for, I guess, for the introverts to actually have that feeling. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like it's just in a, it kind of sometimes puts you in this, like, like what Frank was saying, this introspective uh, uh, mindset 
where you start to kind of like thinking not, uh, not really too much of the positives, but mostly of the negative aspects of your life. And that could be, you know, a, a, a huge mess uh, for one's uh, psych- uh, psychological, um, what do you call it? Um, for their psyche or their mental, like mental health? Yeah. Like their mental health. Yeah, the mental health pretty much. And what I was going to say, um, what I learned from that is just, like, if you give it a day, um, and if you still, like, you always have to keep your hobbies, you know, don't try to, like, remove them out of your life just because you f- you feel, you know, this this type of way. Because at that point, you, you, you will never get, you know, you never, pretty much won't go back to it. And you will pretty much be, ugh. In your bed, pretty much. In in my case, yeah. Usually, whenever I'm in that state, all I want to do is literally just lay down and never get out of my bed. I actually have been into that position a lot of times, and then once I actually start getting up, I just like realize like how much time I've wasted. You know what I mean? And I feel that if if you're really in that in in that position, I uh, you it's best to actually just to talk to talk to your friends about like how you feel. And maybe we can, we can to get their insight to like to help you out. So I do feel like getting um, talking to someone, a uh, friend, relative, counseling, even um, they, it's it's a healthy resource to go into. So that way you can. Uh, and we don't, you know, it's 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 best to not try to draw on these negative feelings, since you don't want to break down, or even worse. And. Um, yeah, another thing is this idea because y'all, all y'all were mentioning like different things to kind of like to make you feel happy. This is like this idea of self care, which uh, something I'm actually learning in uh, in psychotherapy right now. Which is like it's not only uh, we're going over like between like not only for the client to take care of themselves, especially like um, if they if they've done something that's you know important in their lives, you know reward them. You know it's good to for them to reward themselves for a great, you know, for a good day's work. Same thing with the, with the counselor, because, you know, if you, if you're putting, if the clients telling you all this is, I guess, kind of their main responsibility is to, uh, to not only listen, but to try to, try to help them out and not, you don't want, you don't want their burdens to be a burden to your life. So you also also have to stay strong for your client. So this idea of self-care, I mean, whether it's through cooking, or singing, I also do the same thing too. Uh, for me, I, I I usually put in songs to to kind of uh, to see to songs that are kind of relate to what I'm feeling, and I start singing along to those, and that makes me feel better in that way. Uh, same thing as just you know talking with friends, you know that is really helpful for me, and to kind of like not drill upon the sadness throughout the day, and. Um, if you ever, like I said, we do have a lot of resources out there to help out for people like that. You know, I've dealt, I've already dealt with people and friends that actually, you know, suffer with depression and even have suicidal thoughts and giving them advice to like, to show that you actually do have purpose in life. And for sure, it's really important to know about that. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing is it's hard to be a friend who's a friend of someone who struggles with that kind of stuff. I know I've been in that situation before myself and like at several points, I definitely needed to like talk to someone um, and just mm-hmm. kind of say like, Hey, this is what I'm going through by trying to be a supportive friend, but it's also really hard on me. Like what, what advice would you give or I don't know. Um, Based on what I'm seeing is mostly is like whenever you, um, I try to be a really good listener yeah. to really show like i understand your problem and we'll, we'll, we'll get through this together you know it's just a matter of it's just being empathetic towards you know another human just to show like everyone goes this in in some way you know some are stronger than others some require even more emotional support and uh, another thing that we're also going in psychotherapy is like also not to like push our beliefs or kind of like biases into their frame, into their framework, since like the people, like people kind of react differently based on their own beliefs. 
and we want to like uh what's the word to um uh, I, I can't i can't think of i can't think of the word but like you don't want to like to disregard that yeah. you know what i mean you want to want to take that into consideration so um so that's what i'm kind of going going like, and that's good for not just you know for counselors out there for anyone it's it's like they they kind of use the term as multiculture uh, uh we call it counselors they actually have that type of skill for um evaluating um uh, different uh, different clients from like other cultures yeah i actually read a really good article um and i think it kind of really goes into what we've been talking about cuz we talk about like basically trying not to let the the darkness get you down and what some experts are calling that is resilience, being resilient to kind of the negativity that you're having. Um, and so one of the questions is like, how, like, how can we be resilient? And it's one of those, what it talked about actually, which I thought was really interesting. And the more I thought about it, the more it's like, yeah, that's really true, is that apparently the human mind likes to focus on the negative. It has a predisposition to focus on the negativity. And um, you I know this is kind of me and maybe it's y'all too. Um, y'all might remember your failures a little bit more than your successes. You remember what you got wrong on that quiz, but you don't remember like all the rest of the things you got right. But that one little thing that you got wrong, yeah. and that's apparently the way the, the brain works, which I was like, that's kind of scary. Um, but there's a way apparently that you can like work on it. And it's by doing some of these things we talked about, which is like trying to focus on the positive. I know that, um, Oh, what's his name? Bing Crosby actually has a song that's called like Accentuate the Positive. And it's very true, like you accent on the positive and try to like focus on it. In the article, it talks about like, how can you build your resilience? And like, how can you like help your mind be a little more even keeled through all this? And they talked about um, that um, you deal with the bad when you got it, but then you turn, you turn to the good and then you take in the good. So like he's talked about like going outside and just kind of like taking in like what's around you and your scenery and everything like that, like taking it all in because it is good. And, and so that's kind of like some things they recommend. You're going to have to find your footing at first. So like figure out like, like when you get into a hard situation, slow down, think about it, but then like take a deep breath, calm and go. And it's one of those just keeping going. And I feel like that's part of it is just sometimes it's so hard to keep going. It feels like it's like, it feels like there's something that is holding you from keeping going or you don't feel like you can really keep going forward. But in, in reality, like you can, you, you gotta keep focusing on the, on the better things and just keep going little positive things it's one of those the little the little uh things really do make a difference so like having uh things near you that make you smile and make you like make you happy that can help um just the little things i know that um part of pretty much coming out of my undergrad my motto i decided for my life it was hope and perseverance or is hope and perseverance hope that no matter what's going to happen it's going to get better and that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, the hope that will be better no matter what, and then to persevere even when there is adversity. Even on the darkest of nights, there's going to be the brightest of mornings. So it's one of those keeping going no matter what, and it, it's hard. It can be really hard sometimes, but it, sometimes one day at a time, take deep breaths. And I know for me at least, like, I, I definitely, uh, big believer in faith and the faith that it's it's going to get better it may seem really hard but everything happens for a reason and things do get better mm -hmm. those are some amazing points elizabeth mm -hmm. yeah i mean you you mentioned the chocolate one like the the antidepressant like how it's like a natural antidepressant it's like no joke like it is it's it's super awesome, but then again, I love chocolate. I feel bad for the people that don't like chocolate. I know people like that, and I feel for them because they're like, "I don't like chocolate. It tastes bad." I'm like, "Say what?" Mm. 
<laughs> I, yeah, it's a, just a different taste palette, I guess, for them. I guess. Yeah. It was very strange. Like, it's one of my cousins, and she just, ever since I've known her, when she was little, like, she just never liked chocolate. And she's like, I occasionally, even now that she's older, she's like, I still don't like it. I'll eat it. I'll, like, try an M&M from time to time just to, like, see if it's changed. But no. And I'm like, girl, M&Ms are... Eh, chocolate like if you want decent quality chocolate like there is much better chocolate <laughs> that you can try but have you tried like 80 percent dog chocolate that's pretty good i'm i'm a big lintz fan to be honest and like the blue lintz are my favorite but i do like the more dark chocolate stuff too that's even darker but if you just have raw cocoa no i i don't like just raw cocoa that's a little bitter for me but uh a little bit of sugar but I've got a sweet tooth in my wide, so. Like, no joke, it's bad. Like, I have two candy drawers. I don't just have one candy drawer. I have two. It's that bad. One thing um, that kind of like my roommate was telling me about, he was reading this book, and he's been telling me, he was like, bro, you should really eat breakfast. Because I always actually skip on that because I'm, I'm not a morning person. And he was telling me, he was like, if you want to, like, start out the day right, so that way you become more positive about today and to get things done is actually just to have like a, a low carb uh, diet for a low carb uh, breakfast. So um, he just mentioned like just some bacon and eggs uh, as an example for that. Protein is very important. I mean, they do say to try and have protein because protein, it, it lasts longer than just sugar. So that's why they say like to have protein. Low carb is hard though. It is. It really is. That bread, man. The bread is the best. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a sucker for bread. Always have been. Yeah, I would go for like a bagel or make a, we call it butter toast or peanut butter toast is pretty good too. Cream yeah. cheese toast, pretty good too. Oh, I got, I got pretty much um, all the topics in and, um, I think another thing we um, we try to do is to make sure to we're gonna po we're gonna be posting the, some of the some of the resources that we got here on campus and other things um, just to help out you know if anyone who's seen this uh, I guess for the first time or um, we you know just to show you that there are some resources to go to in case you know you ever have these types of feelings you know these outlets are really uh, willing to help you out and. Uh, hopefully, you know, just to, just to strain strain uh, strain your life up, in the lack of better words. But um, I think that'll be it for today's podcast. It's actually one of the one of the most interesting ones, to be honest. A little bit of it was a little bit serious, but also we also had a little bit of fun at the beginning. So I feel like it was really productive. Yeah, I agree. That was fun. Mm -hmm. With that being said, um, um, we'll see y'all next week for the next episode. And make sure to follow us on all our social media. We'll also be down in the link of the description as well as the resources. And please stay safe, stay alive, and we'll see y'all soon. Y'all take Thank care. You. Bye, guys. Thank you.